Hi there, my name's Willie Russo and you're listening to Interview with an Artist, the weekly show where we speak with a range of art world players. Earlier this year, Blue Thumb announced they're launching a platform for the secondary art market called Podium. I found this really interesting because in my mind, the secondary art market has traditionally been a place for the sale of artworks from either like really established artists or maybe even dead ones. So I was keen to chat to the Blue Thumb team about the new platform and their inspiration behind it. Blue Thumb was founded by brothers Ed and George Hartley and their uni mate Phil. The tech company is based out of Adelaide and it's about to turn 10 years old. And guess what? It has over 15,000 artists on the platform. Ed Hartley joined me for today's show and we talk about how Blue Thumb got started, the role it's playing in the Australian art scene, and the big picture goals they have for Podium. Enjoy meeting Ed Hartley. Ed Hartley from Blue Thumb, thank you so much for joining us on Interview with an Artist. Now, uh, you're the co-founder and director of Blue Thumb. And for anyone who's listening who, for whatever reason, does not know what Blue Thumb is, tell us a little bit about Blue Thumb. Oh, thanks for having me, Willie. Um, yeah, so as you said, Blue Thumb was um, founded by myself um, and my brother and also a mate from UniPhil. And look, we just got going right at the beginning of 2012. And back then, selling art online just didn't exist in Australia. Uh, and we grew up um, surrounded by artists. Dad was an entrepreneur, but he would paint in the evenings. And he had a lot of friends who were artists. So we kind of had this um, artistic element instilled in us early, but personally didn't have the talent to be a great artist. But we did have a lot of interest in technology and my brother um, was already a really good app designer um, and he sort of had that tech experience. And, oh, nice. Um, I ended up sort of following more the entrepreneurial path. So, yeah, we just got going at the beginning of 2012 um, and it was what we call in tech terms bootstrapped. It was little budget, hardly any money. Um, and everyone's like, you can't sell out online. People need to see it in the flesh. Um, so we had pretty, we had certainly had low expectations. We thought, oh, let's just go do it. This will be fun. We could see eBay was selling art um, like back then. So when we launched in 2012, I think we saw for 2011, eBay UK had sold 200 million pounds of art. Like, wow, you can sell it online and that has got to be the worst way to sell art. So let's give it a shot. And maybe there will be people like us who are interested in art, you know, don't really have the budget or the kind of temperament to be um, in galleries, but really interested um, in, in, in supporting, I guess, emerging artists and also you know, getting amongst it and, and buying a bit um, and expect to be able to buy online because, of course, that was the future. So that was sort of the premonition. It wasn't much more sophisticated than that. Um, we got going. It was super small. You know, sold our first artwork a couple of months later and a high five. Like, yes, you can do it, you know. And then we just built another little feature. And every time we sold an artwork, we just built a little feature, tried to improve our technology. One thing we knew and understood right at the beginning was that it's difficult to like buy art online. You need a lot of confidence. Um, you need to know how, what happens if, if when it arrives, it's not what I'm expecting or, or, or these sort of things. So the first thing we did was we made sure we took care of shipping and gave free returns because the vast majority of people will do the right thing. And, and what we also learned was that well, artwork actually does look better in the flesh. So if someone falls in love with it online and buys it, they have a great experience because when it arrives, it's, it's this aha moment that's fantastic. So um, actually it worked. It's just that we were really small in the beginning 
And um, all we did was we kept putting everything we had into building the technology. And the artists came along um, through organic search and through word of mouth. And we always did the right thing by artists. So we always had a really good rapport on that side of things. And, you know, as an artist, the first time you sell an artwork online is a moment of euphoria because you're not really expecting much. And so if it actually works, you're ecstatic. And then, and what happens is you build traction because you, the first sale is your hardest. And then people go, oh yes, this artist has sold someone else has bought them. Um, and you kind of build yourself. It's like building your own personal brand and, and so forth. And it snowballs. So, you know, over time, some artists just built this amazing career. You know, we get these emails saying, hey, I've just quit my day job here and now I'm a full-time artist because I'm selling too much. And, and they were the kind of the key moments that really inspired us to keep going and to keep building. And, you know, because building a, a we are a creative technology company and a tech company first, it's a hard road. And um, for many years we were, you know, on a shoestring. So um, those things really kept us going and they're inspirational and, yeah, and it just kind of kept building. Every year, on average, it's doubled in size, which has been phenomenal. Um, and we're That's yeah, ten years later, we're kind of here we are, and um, yeah, we have more than fifteen thousand artists on Blue Thumb. You need to update your website because it says eleven thousand. <laughs> I was just <laughs> you are exactly right, and I posted that up on we Slack. I was like, this is all you know. It was a yesterday morning when I was doing, but probably it's riddled through the site. Like those things that are static, they get out of date so fast. So quickly, yeah. It needs yeah. To be dynamic. Like, here's the counter because we can see it in our back end exactly how many artists are on. We know, oh, yeah. I know there's three hundred thousand original artworks on there. I know um, how many artists are selling works this year, and it's in the thousands. It's phenomenal. Yeah. Can you remember who those first few artists were that joined you? Yeah, we did. I mean, Louis Jova um, has been on there from the very beginning, um, and he's done. He's had a great career um, internationally as well. Quite a phenomenal success story. So there's some early artists that um, are still with us, which is phenomenal. And it was super small at the beginning, yep. um, and then others that have joined the ranks over the, over the years. And you know, there's some now that just do incredibly well. Sophie Lawrence, Franco, Marnie McKnight. They're people that are kind of they just have these amazing careers. Um, and then there's other artists that are like a Kim Lutweiler who's been with us for many years, but she's an actual finalist many times over. And there are people like her that are just doing quite phenomenal things. And uh, we have a great rapport with them. They're amazingly loyal. They always help the whole communities. And when they contribute back to Blue Thumb, what they're actually doing is helping all the fellow artists. So there's quite um, yeah. a phenomenal kind of community spirit and this snowball. And even though you might think it's online, but it's actually really tight knit and really strong. And um, there's a whole, we have a whole Facebook artist group just for artists where they can talk to each other about what do new features mean or when you're starting out, how do you succeed? What do you need to focus on? What does this change they're doing actually mean for me? Those sort of things when there's those moments of confusion or yeah. excitement um, or how to succeed, the community kind of bounces off each other. And it kind of does what we can't do because we're a small team with a big community and we'll do like we put in everything we have, but we're outnumbered. So when the artists join in, that really kind of builds it. Um, and it's also more authentic. It's great. Talk to us about the process for getting onto Blue Thumb. So if you're an artist and you're starting out and you're like, okay, I want to be selling my work online. What's the process for joining? That's Blue really Thumb? easy. Like there's no cost. All you basically do is, get on Blue Thumb on our homepage, um, have a look at the About Us and go how to sell art, give a click on that and then start. And it's literally, you know, you begin with your email you and and from there, it's really up to you. you. All you have to do is set up a profile is basically give a photo of your studio, yourself, uh, an artwork, and there's your profile picture. And then you begin to upload works. And 
if you're careful, like an iPhone is perfect for photographing artworks, particularly a moment. You get crisp photographs, um, there's guidelines on how to do it, take nice, clean photography. You list the artwork at the price you want. It's really up to the artist to bring the creativity and it's your own profile and your own control. So once you've done that and got some artworks uploaded, you're away. You know, and as the new art's uploaded and as new arts join, we have a, a team here always looking through the site, looking at every artwork, and they will just start to allow it to be a bit more visible and featured. It's, it, yeah, it's really just about getting going. It doesn't take long and there's zero cost. So, and then probably one of the few things I'd really say is a little bit of effort into photography. You put a huge amount of effort into your artwork. If you photograph it well, you're presenting it in the best light, describe it. Um, talk a bit about your practice. If you've won awards, if you've had um, shows, if, you've, if you're in collections, talk about it because what you're trying to do is tell yourself, you, you know, explain to collectors who you are um, and they will engage with your art first, but they also want to know a bit about you and they'll engage with you. Um, and it can be all done online that you might not chat to them or you might, but yeah, away it goes. And then, and then once you're up, like we built some pretty cool features like um, Artist Direct Chat. So someone will come and say, oh, I love this artwork, but it's sold. You know, would you be willing to do a commission painting similar? Or I have this pet that, you know, I, I love or this, I've been on this holiday. Can you paint for that? Paint me that. And a direct chat allows the artist and the, the collector to chat for a long period of time and come up, come up with a commission painting. Or really simple questions like, oh, um, you know, is this painting ready to hang? You know, people often ask quite simple stuff. And it might say that, but they just want to know, like, a lot of people are first-time buyers and really simple things like that and that connection with an artist, it builds trust. And once you get going, uh, it's a really positive flywheel. Out of interest, so obviously the, the commission component happens when there's a sale, but if there's a commission, is there a commission component to that? Oh, if we, if we do a commission artwork? Like, yeah. yeah, like if the artist and the like collector yeah. um, chat and the artwork that they wanted has sold, yeah. um, like, you it know, in a, in a bricks in, and mortar it works gallery. in the same way. So essentially the artwork will okay. be created, you agree on a price, yeah. and then it gets uploaded on Blue Thumb and purchased through Blue Thumb. Uh, yeah. So okay, it's yes. okay, quite cool. standard. It's the same practice. The only thing is that it hasn't been painted in advance. And, you know, the beauty of being an artist is you control the pricing, so you just know how it's going to work for you. And it's really easy to manage. Yeah. Do you think you will ever get to a point where there is a selection process for people coming onto the platform? Um, or is that the beauty of it? One, like we have always been a marketplace. Like we really wanted to open it up to Australian artists. And if you look at the gallery system, you know, and, and we looked at these are really old stats from ABS. There's really not a lot of data. But when we were starting out, like we're looking at like data from like year 2000 just about. And the ABS was saying, okay, there's 500 commercial galleries around that number. And then you think about, okay, what size um, stable can a gallery support? And I'm making these numbers up, but maybe if they have 40 artists, for example. You know, that kind of gives you the scope of the number of artists that were being supported across Australia. Mm. And less than 1%, in fact, it's way less than that, ever get gallery representation. And then what we also found was it wasn't also a recipe for success. Even within a physical gallery, only small numbers really could actually live from that or, and get that regular, um, regular income because a gallery will also tend to do, say, a solo exhibition or exhibition. So you might actually have a sale event once or twice a year. It's a really hard way to live. So what we wanted to do was open up for all the other artists and also artists who are actually with galleries to have a much more sustainable practice 
Um, and that was the purpose of Blue Company, was to be yeah. open for Australian artists. So the the artwork, there is a, definitely a level of curation and we look at it and we really try to help artists um, show themselves in their best light because the artwork might be brilliant, but you also need to present it well. And that's simple. That's just photography and description, right? So the way Blue Thumb is curated on the homepage and through our staff picks, yes, that's highly curated. But then there's the all art section and that allows a much more open platform for people to present themselves and, and take off. Um, and that's really cool. And so the other thing is that there's what we call a long tail effect. So there are thousands of artists and there are thousand collectors and there's this diversity in taste and interest. And that's what a marketplace allows for is allows for um, niche players to succeed because they find like-minded collectors for their works. And that's that kind of the spread of what we call the marketplace that, um, and I guess the, and having, you know, from a business percent inventory, we have a huge amount of supply, um, which is fantastic for collectors because when they arrive on Blue Thumb, they know that they can find, it's the biggest pool of artwork in Australia by so much, it's not funny. And then actually the complexity is a, techno, a technology problem around how do we filter and present the artwork that someone is most likely to be interested in? So what are their behaviours mm. and what are they looking to purchase? And people's motivation for buying art is often quite different. And so understanding different demographics and what a collector is and where they might be at. So in the early days, a lot of people join and they certainly don't think of themselves as art collectors. And they're quite shy. So the process of buying art in a traditional sense is too intimidating. But they might have bought a renovated home and they want artwork. So how do they begin? And an online um, gallery like Blue Thumb is non-judgmental and it has supply. So you can come and you can search and you can trust what you like and you see, actually, this artist is successful. They've done well. Other people have bought their works. My taste, I, tr I back myself and they might purchase like this early on and then over time their collecting tastes might evolve and they might buy perhaps smaller works but hone in on something that is a, it's a personal topic or a style they love and, and their collector behaviour sort of changes over time. Uh, and it's a complicated and dynamic process, but this is kind of what we uh, are built for. Do you guys ever do like state pop-ups or anything, or is it always purely online? So we're online first, but we do have a gallery in Adelaide and we do have a gallery in Melbourne. They're both growing and, you know, as I said, Blue Thumb doubles every year. So you don't be surprised if more of this happens. And it's beautiful because it, it gets you to have that physical interaction with our customers and our artists. Um, it's great for the brand, you know, um, as people go, oh, I saw you online. Oh, okay, they've got a physical gallery as well. Now I know, and they're in Australia, I know I can pick up the phone, I can speak to someone, or I know this is a real artwork. I know that for whatever else um, I'm looked after, it's that kind of trust element, which is fantastic for an online business. And it's great for interaction because it's really, you learn so much speaking with both artists, but also collectors as well, how they're, they're viewing things and how they're thinking about things and little nuances that we learn in our physical interactions or doing something what we might what we might call user testing sitting down with a website and their first impressions is it's super valuable um, and anything we do that improves the, the website or the business whether it's physical or online ultimately helps artists because what it does is it helps small collectors um, buy which is our purpose because then we're sustaining artists to help them build their sustainable practice their practice um, so it all inter interlinks 
and we've got a big art prize coming up that's launching now the entries are open so if you're an artist listening to this right now get your artworks in for the blue thumb art prize do you have to be on blue thumb oh uh, yes yeah yeah and it's a fifty thousand dollar prize but there are also there's obviously a, a overall winner but there's multiple categories as well so you can win you know um, there's a founder's prize there's a portrait prize there's still life and so forth so a lot of opportunities to win Ed, are your walls at home full of art? <laughs> There's no such thing as full. <laughs> so um, I'm always, always looking um, and it takes a lot of, it does take restraint, but at the same time, like I've actually only ever regretted not buying art because, you know, it's, I, I love it obviously, but um, a lot of the times I've looked and gone, oh my God, the career is going so well and the... <laughs> Uh, the artwork's gone up in value so much. Why didn't I do that? You know, um, and that's part of sort of, there's many reasons why we're launching Podium to our secondary art marketplace. Mm. There's that yeah. component linked in. And there was always, like we always had um, collectors come in either online or now with our physical galleries and say to us, listen, I've got these artworks. And often they had inherited them or their collecting sort of tastes had changed. And they're like, I need help. Um, I need to sell this work because I, I need to free up that wall space that you're talking about. So wall space is actually, um, it's actually really valuable. It's a really important concept. You know, advanced collectors will often rotate their collections and move it around and maximize the wall space or they'll stack the art up, but most people don't do that. So um, Podium, what it does is it liberates wall space for many people and allow them to come back on the primary market and buy what they were you know, buy from an emerging artist that they're really coveting, but they just, they had this kind of roadblock, whether it's physical or mental, like a lot of the time it's a perception thing. So that was some of the early thinking around how do we help collectors do this? Because it's going to help artists on the primary market as well. But we were really conscious of the fact that like we've put so many years into this community, uh, like the artists that we've um, worked with and supported and whose careers depend on Blue Thumb, and also their perception of Blue Thumb is really important. And we were a little bit worried at the beginning. Um, for us, there was a roadblock. Like, okay, if we're selling secondary art, what we never want to do is take a sale away from an artist on the primary market because our goal is to help support artists in their career. But as we did more and more research, what we learned is that this will ultimately benefit them because most, almost, from what we can judge, about 89% of the time when people are selling on the secondary market, it's so they can repurchase on the primary market to add to their collection. So ultimately you're going to create a bigger industry and it's a lot more efficient. And the other thing is, and we're like, okay, you know what? It's also really important that every time it's sold for us, that artists are actually earning a royalty on their copyright. And we know that um, artist royalty scheme exists and was introduced in 2010. But what we could see was that there were some, I guess some, with no criticism in legislation, it's really difficult to implement these things. But what we could see was, ways to make it easier and ways to make it more artists benefit from it. And that's kind of like the ethos of Blue Thumb, right? We are a marketplace. We're here to help all Australian artists. Okay. So Podium's launching, is it early next year or end of this so, year? So yeah, I mean, we are certainly tracking hard to get it up and live. We have a landing page now to, you know, to kind of register interest. But by the end of this year, we definitely want to have stage one live where um, you can, if you've purchased works through Blue Thumb and you wish to resell them, you can list those for sale. Um, and that will be stage one. 
these things are a huge build in terms of technology. So it's for us an absolute race. And a lot of what I do and what we do behind the scenes is we are trying to build our engineering team because Blue Thumb is a technology company and there's a mammoth, like, something like Blue Thumb is a custom website and there's about 20 million lines of code written. So oh, yeah, well, <laughs> if you're an artist, that's not what you want to do. But you know, if you're a developer, it's great. <laughs> And so, okay, so the first run of Podium will be if you've bought work on Blue Thumb, you can list it on Podium for yep. resale. And I guess that means that, A, you've got that connection back to the original artist quite easily in terms of giving them the royalty. Who prices it? Well, the seller, the owner of the artwork, prices it. We okay. make sure when they're first listing that to protect the brand and the value of the artist that it's not going to be lower than the purchase price. Because generally over time, there is a gradual rise in the value of the artworks. So um, that, that's... On every artwork? Not, I wouldn't say on every artwork. And that is not the, necessarily the norm in the art world. Um, it's actually really difficult to maintain it. This is the norm on Blue Thumb because as artists establish themselves on Blue Thumb and build over time, you tend to see an increase in demand. And there's, there can be an inflection point for good artists where demand exceeds supply. So the basic things are they just can't keep up with the number of collectors that want their works, which is for an artist a brilliant thing because by that time you're doing really well. Um, and that tends to push the prices up naturally. Alternatively, some artists will have, you know, big career-defining moments. You know, if you go on, uh, if you're the winner of the, you know, the win prize, for example, and then the winner of the, you know, Blue Thumb Art Prize, your works might quickly go up four or five times in value. So um, I guess like anything, the seller is going to want to sell it for fair market value. And in most cases, that will be higher than what they purchased it for if they're using Blue Thumb. So we'll see a little bit how this plays out. But on whole, eh, we're very, um, very careful with our artists and, and their kind of personal brand. And, you know, we expect that over time it will be a pretty positive contribution to the whole um, art scene. Do you ever see Podium opening up to the wider secondary art market in Australia for the likes of maybe someone's bought a piece on um, some of the other, you know, big online galleries are uh, jumbled or greenhouse? Do you ever see an opportunity for artists that are purchased there for yeah. a a collector yeah. to come to podium in a couple of years time. Yeah. Or? So what will happen V2, which will launch next year, what we have is a database of Australian artists who sold historically. So they will have sold more likely say through an auction house or one of the established galleries, you know, and ultimately, yeah, we want to sell your, your Fred Williams and your Brett Whiteley one day. I know that people might say that's crazy at the moment, but selling out online was crazy you know, 10 years ago. Um, and what happens is that if you build the best technology and you just relentlessly invest in the brand and in your community and your collectors and your artists, these things happen over time and they shift towards what works best. So next year we'll allow from, you know, list something like um, outside of Blue Thumb about 12,000 artists who have known recorded sales. Um, so they're in their own sense, I mean, perhaps not in the art sense established, but they are known artists. Um, and they will, will, those works will be able to be listed on Podium for resale as well. Um, okay. And so, and also what that will bring is transparency to the market. 
So art has never been the easiest one to get great data on or to understand and galleries, you know, sometimes it's a little opaque, but what we bring is transparency. Um, so if you want to know what uh, a particular artwork is worth, you know, this Hans Heisen, for example, um, you'll be able to see the historical sales. And as we build our technology, perhaps a fair market price and so forth. So you could buy or sell that too. You're about to turn 10. Are you going to have a birthday party <laughs> yeah, next will, year? Yeah. <laughs> That'll be fun. <laughs> the whole team. And, you know, we have this amazing distributed team. Um, a lot of people in Melbourne, a lot in um, Adelaide um, and also in New South Wales and then offshore as well. So our, our community is quite global um, and that's just who works for Blue Thumb. So party time, yeah. Ed Hartley, thank you so much for joining us on Interview with an Artist. All the best with Podium and um, look forward to seeing it when it launches. Thank you so much, Lily. Pleasure talking to you.